welcome to the Gresham Renaissance Podcast. Each week, we'd like to take a few minutes to go over important topics on our mind. Since our city always has many things going on, it's a chance to throw out other topics that may be of interest. So, what's on our radar? Things that are on our radar today, I can think of one. We are still waiting for final election results having to do with the public safety levy, as well as many other important races in our community. Eddie, what about you? Yeah, Dina, you know, I'm excited to see that it looks like uh, Dana Stroud, who ran for Mount Hood Community College, is going to be pulling off her election. I was really rooting for her, and I think that the margin there is wide enough where I feel pretty confident that she is probably going to be our next board member there. Also, the school board elections for Gresham Barlow don't seem to be going in our favor, and so feeling feeling a little sad about that. And yes, with the safety levy, I think it's we're within like a percentage point. You're right. Like we have about six more days, I think, for all the ballots from across the state, across the world, to get here to Oregon and be counted as long as they were postmarked by yesterday with our new law that went into effect uh, last year. So that is going to be a nail biter. Again, it's 49 to 50 right now and uh, with lots of ballots still out. The other thing that's kind of top of mind for me was we had our uh, Gresham Redevelopment Commission meeting yesterday. And so for those who don't know, we are counselors when it comes to city of Gresham and we are commissioners when it comes to the Gresham Redevelopment Commission, which is pretty much our urban renewal district. We approved yesterday after hearing back from some of the business owners in the Rockwood Market Hall that some folks are sort of underwater in terms of rent and uh, services. And so we were able to approve grants to help existing business owners who are in the Rockwood Market Hall get caught up on their rent, get some resources um, either through our partners with MISO or other business development to kind of review their business plans and their marketing plans and hopefully help to reset some of them to be on a better better path. So that, to me, is really exciting. Yeah, I agree with you. And I think one of the things that obviously was really important that the vendors had some role in those discussions, and it sounds like they did. Just for their listeners, I want to paint a picture of Rockwood and ground folks, because we do have people who listen from outside of Oregon as well. Rockwood is our most populous neighborhood here in Gresham. Uh, it is right on the border of Portland and Gresham. And it's also the most diverse neighborhood that we have. I think over 75 languages are spoken in this area. And probably, I'm going to say, like over 20 or 30 different cultures of different ethnic backgrounds. It is a place that gets lifted up as one of the most diverse in the state. And at the same time, for a long time, it's been a community that has been largely ignored, maybe not invested in. And I know that when... Uh, Councillor Danucci, Councillor Jones Dixon, and myself went for us. We really wanted to highlight Rockwood as a place to make major investments and really play to the strength of uh, the fact that it was the most popular neighborhood and that it was the most diverse and young. And and so when we were out to build the Rockwood Market Hall, I was reminded in our meeting for GRDC, we wanted the Rockwood Market Hall to be an incubator for minority-owned businesses, and we were really intentional about recruiting businesses that reflected the community to be there. So I think we can move on to our special guest of the day. Today, our guest is Frankie Olivia. Olivia. He has started a flea market at the Rockwood Market Hall, which last weekend was the first weekend. Of, it was pretty amazing. It was really exciting that 
it brought a lot of people out. I felt we had some interesting vendors and diverse vendors. We had vendors that were specifically from Rockwood. And we also brought, I feel like, some good business in for people that were exploring the food options and enjoying some food as well as visiting the other businesses in the area. Frankie, can you start by telling us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, I grew up in Phoenix, Arizona. I moved to the Portland area about 15 years ago. I was looking for a little cooler weather. Okay. <laughs> Unfortunately, I brought the heat with me. Darn you. Um, I started to get into selling secondhand goods. I would get neighbors that would be like, oh, I'm just going to throw this away. Do you want it? And I'd be like, yeah. But then I would really think about it. Do I really need these said items? So I would just sell them to make a little extra money. From there, it went on to having an eBay store and putting it in a couple hours a week. It was nice. I didn't have to work overtime anymore because that pretty much took up that extra money that I needed. Then when I had to start taking care of my father, means were really tight. And so we had this idea that, well, why don't we try bidding and winning storage units and selling the items? We're like, well, what could we lose? <laughs> I tried that. I lost a lot. Turned out to be something. I would switch when I went to an estate sale and I met a lady who said, we need to get rid of a lot of stuff when the sale's over. Do you know anybody who would uh, want some of the stuff? And I was like, me. So then it just went from there. I started to, to just uh, getting stuff from a state sale company. So how long have you been in Rockwood or what connected you to Rockwood? I've lived here for five years now, but I've been working in the area for about 10 years. Uh, I worked in a group home uh, near actually where I live. And so I've been around the neighborhood for qu- uh, quite a while. I live just down the street from the Rockwood Market Hall. So during the whole phase of when that whole area was fenced off, I would see that all the construction going on and just be curious about what various projects are going to be here. Just just curious, like, is it going to be something good, something bad? Is it just going to be some large retailer putting in another big uh, box store? And then when I found out that what the project was going to be, I was like, oh, that's that's pretty cool. But even more so, I was interested when I started to see a plaza be built. And I was like, oh, that has a lot of potential for for different events, including a flea market. Having lived close to the Rockwood Market Hall, you're seeing construction going on and you're trying to figure out what is going to happen here. What were some of your thoughts on, on it and what are your thoughts now? Again, I thought it was a big box retailer store. And unless it was a grocery store, like I wasn't going to be interested in it. But when they put up the first initial design of what was going in there, I was like, okay, well, how much is this is like just office space? And how much of this is apartment space? And then what would be, you know, eventually the market hall. Some of my neighbors thought it was going to be a, they thought a movie theater. And I was like, no, it's going to be a, a market hall with different restaurants. So I was, uh, I was just intrigued mostly because I didn't know what was really going on. And at the same time, for a long time, you know, your experience has been engaging some of the um, businesses that are there in the, the community. What I really like about the Market Hall is the diversity in the Market Hall. It reflects the neighborhood. All my neighbors and the people I see around my neighborhood are completely unique and diverse and come from different backgrounds. But those things don't actually hold back people from talking to each other, making friends with each other. I know a gentleman in the neighborhood, and and he's from Russia, and he he comes from uh, an Orthodox Christian background, and... uh, he, every morning he sees me walk my dog, he waves hi to me. All the kids, you know, that are from different parts of the world or that their families are from different parts of the world, like, they see my dog and they recognize him and they say hi, even if they're terrified of how big he is. 
I love your connection to the neighbors. We've talked about this before, <laughs> and you do talk to so many neighbors and get to know. I was amazed, like, you could give me details about people down every street in the community, and that, that shows you're really connected. So let me just switch gears real quick. So I grew up going to La Pulga, that's what we called it, or the flea market, which is the literal translation. And I think I, I was just thinking, like, where did the word Pulga come from? Like, where did the idea of a flea market come from? And I think what I was able to pull up, it goes back to French times when people would literally come out and sell their gently used stuff. People used to think, oh, well, they clearly must have fleas in this stuff. And so I think the name stuck. I think we've reclaimed it. I know that Pulgas don't necessarily only sell used clothes anymore. Can you tell us a little bit about the Pulga, the flea market that you helped start and what what it's like? Uh, so here, I think, in at least growing uh, living here so far, is that people will always refer to La Fantica and the Oregon flea market as the Mexican flea market. And I even hear other Latino people that always say that, oh, it's the Mexican flea market. Even people when talk about my flea market, they're like, oh, it's not the Mexican flea market. It's the Rockwood flea market. Every market has their idea of what they want and what they want to do. And I want my market to be as diverse as my neighborhood. I wanted my vendors to, who hadn't had a chance to sell in other venues because either the venue was too costly or they just didn't get chosen for one reason or another, for them to have a chance to uh, be there and sell their goods, whether it be used, new, or handmade, they uh, I wanted them to give them that opportunity as I was given the opportunity to even just host my own flea market there. Can you give us a audio visual picture of like who's at the market, what kind of vendors we see? I don't think it's all flea market. I don't think it's all resale items. I think there's some people that bring their own crafts. Yeah. What what is what does the group look like? Uh, my group uh, are quite diverse. I have people who have disabilities that in their spare time they make crafts and they sell them to make a little extra money. Give you, so if you can do crafts and whatnot and you're good at them, why not sell it? I had uh, I had vendors that they uh, make sterling silver jewelry and they pick out precious gemstones and can even custom make them for you. That, uh, that I think is amazing because I, I personally, I have big fingers so it's hard to find big rings so i was thrilled to find a vendor that did that i have i have a vendor that she has a traumatic brain injury and she makes these beautiful baby clothing and uh, ribbons and to have her part of the flea market is awesome i try to accommodate her in every way that i could humanly possible so she was often excluded in these markets and with my market she's she's included i had others uh, that had language barriers I worked with them trying my best with google translate to help translate my paperwork so that they could be part of this flea market yeah i i was pretty amazed by the vendors first of all everybody was incredibly friendly prices were really reasonable from the various vendors i got some handmade soaps i got a really cool antique bank i don't even know how old it is but it's cast iron and it's a pretty famous bank with the dog that you put a coin in his mouth and then he goes through that was very cool that um, one's from the 1880s too yeah it was a, that was pretty amazing i love talking to everybody at every table and i was really excited about some of the local rockwood vendors was able to go inside grab something to eat get some ice cream at the new ice cream at dolce dulce dolce and, wait is it in spanish or italian <laughs> it's Spanish. So dulce. Dulce. Okay, so yeah, that's not a ch like I tried to do because of my last name. It was actually, everything was great about it. And so can you tell us like the hours? Yeah, right now we're every second Saturday, May through September, uh, 
from nine to five. Next year, we are hoping to be every Saturday. I don't know that the hours will necessarily stay the same, but uh, we definitely want to try to be bigger than what we were doing this year. This year, it's just more like a soft, soft serve uh, flea market, so that we we can we can see what we need to do to improve to in order to be successful every Saturday for our vendors. Are you looking for more vendors? Oh yeah, definitely. We're always like looking for more vendors. So if somebody wants to be a vendor there, it's pretty open, right? Yeah, there's not much that they can't sell. The only thing, you know, of course, anything like with pornography or or marijuana products. I had a I had a person that they made uh, CBD soaps, but they also made um, marijuana butter, and they wanted to sell it there. But neither me or the market hall are licensed to sell those kind of products. So I had to tell her that we, we can't do that. But we, we may not be the place for everybody, but you never know unless you partake, you know, in the flea market. What do people do if they're interested in selling there? How do they? They can contact us either on Facebook as a, a Rockwood Flea Market, or they can also email us as a Rockwood Flea Market at uh, gmail.com. Great. Well, I hope that people will come check out the Rockwood Flea Market, uh, reach out to you if they're interested. And while they're there, I hope they'll also visit a lot of the the minority-owned businesses. I know one of my favorites is La Villa, to have a nice, cold, refreshing drink in the middle of staff. Uh, but there's like Kuya Fred's Cuisine, the Other Side Nursery for all of your plant goods, Hank's Place Southern Cuisine, La Michoacana Dulce. I think that's the ice cream right. spot. That's right. And I'm my family's from Michoacan, and I would say that we do have some of the best Palaterias out there. Um, and Mama G's Soup, Cox Handle, Mayan Cuisine, Pinto Tire Rockwood, Alamine, African Kitchen, Sea and River Sushi, Flavors of India, DB Desserts, Cali's Custom Hat Wigs, <laughs> The Lamb Boutique, and Neo Cafe. All of these are uh, local and minority owned businesses, and I encourage you all to pay them a visit. And one of the things, Frankie, that I have to give you a special shout out for. We have been talking before this concept came completely together, and you were just advocating really strongly for the people in the market hall. It was really important to you that this work as an economic driver. And so not only did you become engaged, um, ask the questions, ask to speak to people to help address it, but you created an economic driver to help support these businesses. That's a big step. That's an amazing step. I can't thank you enough for doing that. Thank you. It's been my pleasure. Is there anything else you think is important that people know? Uh, yeah. I I would definitely say that uh, Rockwood is not the scary place that people think that it is. <laughs> so really, like, I'm not saying that bad things don't happen in Rockwood, but bad things happen everywhere. We're just a community trying to live every day and thrive like any other neighborhood in the Portland Gresham area. I think the perception is tough because when there's a perception like that, it's self-fulfilling to some degree because the more people perceive it, the more people tell others the same things, the more people do that, the less people come into the neighborhood. As we know, as residents of the area, there's a lot of things to love and it's not scary to walk outside. It's, it's a good place to get to know your neighbors and enrich your lives by knowing neighbors from a Mm-hmm. It's also a great place to just go get good food. I mean, like right. any kind of food that you want, authentic, like international grocery stores. I feel like whenever I need like a really niche thing, like I need this thing repaired, most of the times I end up finding that in Rockwood. And so there's just a lot of people who have specialized in their trade, 
are really good at their work and are are here in Norwood. And, and I just love walking down the street and, you know, seeing the community, seeing all the different languages spoken. And when we first came up with the name of this podcast, it was, you know, it was Gresham Renaissance. Uh, we were, before that, we were envisioning like a renaissance in Rockwood. And I think that's what's really happening. A, a rebirth of a community that is really vibrant has and resilient has been there for a long time. And is now finally getting the attention and the investment that it long um, desired and deserved. So, so thank you once again, Frankie. If if people have more interest in learning about the flea market, as you mentioned, you're on Facebook at Rockwood Flea Market. Is that what it's called? Yeah. And people can also email Frankie at Rockwood Flea, flea market. market at gmail.com. Thanks so much, Frankie. We always like to end the show with the question of the week. You can answer the question of the week by going to our website, Facebook, or leave us a phone message. We care what you think, and we'd love to hear your views. So what's the question of the week? We would love to hear from you all about what kind of vendors you would love to see at the Rockwood Market Hall. 